Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. How much money would you pay to rent a fat person? And then we take a look at a man who believes in the Bible. To the word, some may say. Really, really likes the good book. He likes it so much, you don't want to share a room with him. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys are having lots of fun. I hope you guys have some cool plans for the weekend. I don't. I hate doing stuff on my days off. Like, I literally, I become a potato bug and just lay on the lay on the couch or lay in my recliner and watch YouTube or movies or whatever. I don't want to do nothing. So, so if those are your fun plans, I totally agree with you. But other people like hang gliding and like climbing stuff. And that's fine for you. That's fine for you to do. I'm not into that. But, you know, I'm not going to judge if you like doing like floating around. It's weird, right? It's weird. Swimming is so bizarre. Like, we go to dangerous places to, like, hang out and, like, chill. It doesn't make any sense. The water kills people all the time. I'm, like, just feel like an alien because I live by a river. And I'm always standing, I'm always standing out there like some big freak, this Jason-shaped silhouette under a tree. And I, I go, why would you go? You know what? It's my day off. Let me bring my family down to one of the deadliest places on Earth. Lakes, water, river. There, you don't drown on land. <laughs> Unless you're reading that Sherlock Holmes novel, The Man Who Drowned on Land. You know what I mean? It's like super deadly. And sure, you got inner tubes and sea dews and boats and like scuba gear. You put your toddler in some scuba gear. Hold on, kids. But it's so dangerous. I don't get it. But people like doing it. People do. People swim way more than they jump out of airplanes. And I, I would say... Jumping out of an airplane probably it has a better survival rate than swimming. Don't look that up. Don't look up the percentages. You're like, Jason, people swim literally every day since the beginning of time. And um, <laughs> it's not even close, the percentage. Eh, whatever. I don't want to talk about percentages. Coming, You know who I do want to talk about is coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now is our newest Patreon supporter. Walking in with little arm floaties. He's like, oh, I really wanted to swim today. It's Shoko Chattington. Everyone give Shoko a big round of applause. Shoko, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. Just help spread the word about the show. That also really, really helps out a lot. And let's take a look at this awesome fan art for Fan Art Friday. I got this a while ago. The fan art's really been backing up, and that's my fault, and I love it. I love having all of this art that's coming in. Check this out. I got it from the Dead Rabbit Radio subreddit. This is from Caffeine Roulette. It's a real kind of, like, throwback. I remember my days of walking around with the big boombox, walking when I was a character in Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. Uh, you know, you have the boombox, and you got little Dead Rabbit Radio symbols. I love it. It's great. Thank you so much for providing this Caffeine Roulette. Now... Let's go ahead, Shoko. I'm gonna go ahead and toss you the oars to the dead rabbit robo. We're gonna we're gonna now journey across the most dangerous place on the planet. We are headed. I bet you more people have died in the ocean than have died in the desert. Right? 
You're like, Jason, are you still on this? I'm just statistically, right? I'm sure more people have died in drowning than in the desert. And more people have died from starvation than drowning. goes, can you just tell us where we're going so at least I can start rowing there while you're going off on the stand? We're headed to Japan, Shoko. Let's grab an oar. Splishity splash. Splishity splash as we're rowing all the way out to Japan. Anyway, so, well, actually, that's a good segue. Speaking of speaking of dying of hunger, we're walking around Japan. We're like, dude, we sure are hungry. And so we walk into this restaurant. We'll go to, like, a Pizza Hut or something. And there's a bunch of pizza there, and we're, like, eating it on them. We're like jackals. We're fighting over the last piece. Arr! And then the people of Japan go, dude, you guys eat so much pizza, you have now won the mega pizza of Japan. And we're like, well, we didn't know this was a thing. And so they bring out this giant, it's like the biggest pizza we've ever seen. And we're like looking across the vast expanse of the, I can't even see on the other end of the table. I see the curve of the earth and then I see the top of your head. We're looking at this massive pizza and you go, this is weird. How could we ever possibly eat this much pizza? And in walks... The employees, are they the employees? Some might call them heroes. They are the employees of Debukari. And they're walking in. And they're all overweight. They're all big old fat people. (laughs) Now, I'm not judging them, right? I'm overweight myself. But it's a descriptor that even they are very well aware of. Debukari means, literally, fat rent. And they look at each other and they look at us and they go, hey, you guys need help with the mega pizza of Japan? And we're like, yeah. And then the fat people started eating all the pizza. And soon the pizza has been devoured. That was a very, very very long-winded way to build up this image that you can, in Japan, this is totally real. The mega pizza isn't real, right? If you're flying out there to order one of those right now, you're like, oh, I'm so hungry. That's not real. But in Japan, there's a, a business called Debukari. They rent fat people. And the idea is, is you pay $19 an hour to hang out with a fat person. And you go, there, there's so many thoughts that pop in your head, right? Like, first off, why do I listen to this podcast? But after, after you've come to the conclusion that you're here forever, you start to think, okay, why would I need a fat person to hang out with me? And, and Debu Kari has kind of predicted this, so they give you a list of reasons. You're a modeling agency and you need someone to model triple X sized clothes. You could be cheap and just get a regular model and then use the stretch tool and Photoshop or just hire a fat person to come and try on the clothes. That'll probably sell more, right? <laughs> Instead of making it look like Daffy Duck got hit by an anvil and they're wearing the dress you really want. You get them. That's the one reason why you'd want to hire a fat person from them. Now, aside from that, I could see that there are plus-size modeling agencies. Aside from that, none of these other... This seems like a failed business on its face. None of these other ideas are going to make any sense at all. One of them is you want to buy clothes for a fat person, but you don't want to ask what size they wear. You can spend 19 bucks to take another fat person shopping and then buy those clothes? What? The fat person you rented is like, oh, I thought I was going to take on those clothes. Oh, I'm so sad. You're giving them to your true friend. They're like, oh. Here's another one. Let's say that you're into, like, cosplay. And one of the characters in the show you watch is a fat dude, but you're, like, not fat. You want to 
be the sidekick or I, I have no idea. This is in this is part of their list. I'm trying to picture this. Let's say that you want to go as full metal alchemist and you want to be the skinny little dude in it. <laughs> this show I saw once at 1 a.m. You're the skinny little dude, and then you want the big guy in the armor next to you. You can hire a fat guy and then, and then spend thousands of dollars to custom make this armor for him. But one of them is I need help eating a large portion at a restaurant. And I don't think I've ever come across that problem in my life. I've never been like sitting at a restaurant and finishing up my meal. And across the way, I see a young maiden sitting there like, <laughs> and I go, what's the matter? And she's like, I just can't eat all of these wontons. <laughs> By the time she's even finished that sentence, I've already eaten her wontons. I'm like, I don't see a problem here, lady. They're already gone. I've never come across that. Um, but here's a great one, because uh, it lists these on the website. The the Debukari listed this. One of the things they put on here was, I want to look thinner in a picture, so I need a fat person to stand next to me. That's cold. Like, imagine if you're getting the job, they're like, hey, you've been rented out. I just imagine it's like Joker. There's just like a guy who's like chain smoking. He has a whole sweatshop full of fat people. He's like, hey, you've been, you're, you're going to go shopping this week. You're going to go to American Eagle Outfitters and try on ill-fitting clothes. Yeah, I'll go. Fat guy goes out there. And then the manager goes, and you, Willie, you, you got to go stand next to some people and make them look skinnier. Like, oh, man. I wouldn't want that job. Technically, I wouldn't want any of that. I may, I might take the eating extra food portion of it. And then the last one. This one's fun. I'd probably do this one. This is literally on their website. I want someone to play on a seesaw with me. Which, I don't know how many seesaws are in Japan. Um, I have not seen a seesaw in America in probably about 30 years. But it would be fun if it's built to sustain some sort of human weight and not for, like, little kids. And go, wee! I haven't been on a seesaw in so long. I, I think I, I think you could pay me $19 an hour to go on the seesaw with you. Very, very interesting thing. When I say interesting, I mean failed business idea that'll probably go nowhere. And it's very clear it says this is not a sexual thing. They are not, there's no no touching rule. Debukari, you little devil. I don't believe that. Like if I get to the place. And there's this girl there, and she has, like, all this delicious food. And she's like, hey, I need you to help me eat this. So I go in. It's like a date. There's, like, candles lit up, and there's two places. And I'm, like, eating the food, and she's eating the food. And then she's like, I'm stuffed. And I'm still going, arm, 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 arm. And she's like, oh, maybe we should retire to the bedroom. And I'm still eating. I'm raiding her fridge. I brought, I brought Ziploc bags. And then finally... At that point, I'm not going to say, listen, ma'am, sorry, there's a no-touching rule. I'm going to be like, for another 19 bucks, I'll stay here for another hour. We can do a lot of stuff in an hour, ma'am. I probably should charge more than $19 because now I'm technically I'm breaking the law. They say it's not sexual, but you can't deny that sexual attraction once it starts. And sexual attraction comes at $19 an hour. I will be attracted. I will be physically and sexually attracted to you for at least $19 an hour. Shoko Chattington, that's actually a great segue. Talking about the crime of prostitution. Shoko's like, damn it, why am I in this episode? Shoko, I'm gonna go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We are leaving behind this very pleased woman. She's waving goodbye with her little handkerchief. We are headed all the way out to the mean streets. Shoko is driving this Jason Jalopy through some pretty bad neighborhoods. It's a convertible. We can get shot at any moment. But I came across this the other. This is so fascinating to me. So fascinating to me. Now I've talked a lot about. 
back when I was younger. You know, I got into some rough stuff. Got into some rough stuff, right? You grow up in bad neighborhoods. You you grow up in bad neighborhoods. You know what I mean? Like, that type of stuff just happens. So, I'm always so fascinated by the, the evolution of crime. The evolution of crime fighting, like back in my, I, I wasn't, I wasn't like a bad dude or nothing like that. But you know, like I wouldn't want people to know where I was at at all times, right? That that's just like I'll, I'll leave it at that. I wouldn't want people, for for example, I wouldn't want people to have ring doorbell cameras or ne- that boggles my mind. When I think back about like in the '90s and the early 2000s, for any for any detectives that are taking notes on solved crimes in uh, Sacramento, North Highlands, uh, the whole area is full of unsolved crimes. But Nest doorbell cameras, like how do people do stuff nowadays? You got ring cameras everywhere. You got like ca- like you're you're rolling, and there's like two cars back. They got like a dash cam on, so they see you like doing stuff. They see you shaking people's hands, being nice, being nice. I was a nice guy. But I don't want I don't want all my niceness captured on camera all the time, right? So it's so weird. And I think like how would I be the nice guy that I was back then with the technology today? But I and I've always kind of had that thought like dude, if I had Google Earth, if I had Google Earth back when I was being really cool and nice to everybody, like that'd be a game changer. I had to use those maps. Remember, they sold the, they still sell them with those books of maps that you would flip through and find an address. I had to figure out the neighborhood. You, I got to spread that cheer. So that's fascinating to me. But I've been thinking small because I'm an old man. See, and this is how technology advances. I was thinking small. I was thinking, how would I be able to be as cool as I was to my community and give back to the people in my community with all of this technology? I was thinking so small. The other day, this is a while back, actually. I've been thinking about this for a while. Me and Sabine, we went to this little gift shop here in town. And they had a picture on their merchandise that said, no photos. No photos of the merchandise. Now, I figured what was happening was people were... Pulling out their phones, looking at looking up stuff on Amazon and checking the price, and then seeing that it's cheaper because it's always going to be cheaper online for the most part. Buying it on Amazon, so I asked her. I said, "Hey, is this to keep people? Because you know, you want to know what they were doing. They're sitting on their phone in front of the merchandise, and you go, "Hey, what are you doing?" And they go, "Oh, I'm just taking a picture." You couldn't say no surfing the web in my store unless the store was run by Joseph Stalin. So, but if it said no photos, they couldn't use that excuse. And she goes, oh, no, 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 that's not why we say no photos. She goes, what's been going on is this. It used to be back in my day that you would walk into a store, you would steal, you would literally just walk in, grab the first thing. Usually it'd be a nice pair of jeans. But you walk in, you steal something, you take it out, and then you take it to a fence. And you say, I have this television set. It's a $1,000 television set. Can I get... Can I get seven hundred dollars for it? And the fence will go. Oh, I'll give you three hundred dollars for it. And you haggle on this, right? I don't. Well, how, what am I supposed to do with a thousand dollar television set? You know how hard it is to move one of these things. Literally, they're super heavy. It's the nineteen nineties, so that's how it used to be. Now, what happens is I go to you. You can skip the fence pretty much altogether. You can go straight to your drug dealer and say, "What do you want? What type of things are you looking for?" And then you can go to the store and take photos of the items and sending them to your drug dealer and being like, hey, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? And the drug dealer will go shopping while they're not in the store. And that's the stuff you steal. 
So you get a higher value. What am I going to do with a set of tools? I don't need tools. Don't steal tools and bring them to me. It's the number one theft item. I got tons of tools. What I don't have is some LOL dolls for my niece. So if you're able to get to Walmart and steal a bunch of LOL dolls, that's of more value to me right now than more tools. Because I already got a ton of those I got to sell. Fascinating evolution of technology and crime. And I just came across something the other day. It was on, I think, the heroin subreddit. This was mind-boggling. I never would have thought about this before. I'm not encouraging this behavior, by the way. But apparently there's a glitch in the Facebook marketplace system. This person goes, I'm in a lot of trouble. I'm in a lot of trouble because I just got caught doing this. My bank account got shut down and they're most likely going to get investigated. What they were doing is they were finding a hard drive online, a really nice hard drive. And it was like, I don't know, let's just say a $300 hard drive. They'd put it on the Facebook marketplace and they were selling, listed it for like 69 bucks. So it was selling immediately and they'd get the money sent to them and then they would immediately take it out of their bank and spend it on drugs. And then when they got paid, it's like a short-term loan. When they got paid, they would email the buyer and go, hey, I'm really sorry something fell through. So I will refund your money. Here's your $69. It's like a short-term loan with no interest. Here's your money back. Well, apparently this person did this successfully for a while and then started doing it five times had five different customers at a time and then had 10 different customers at a time. So basically got $690 because they're a drug addict, right? They can't stop this behavior. They can't, they can't stop this behavior. They got 690 bucks and then they, the bank got shut down because the bank realized there was some fraud going on. So this person now owes 10 people $69. Facebook is going, is it looking for them? <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg's literally going door to door. The bank shut the account down, so even their paycheck has nowhere to go. These people are complaining, hey, where's my hard drive? I want a refund. So that, even though that enterprise went south, I think it's because she didn't know what she was doing in the end. She either either she got too greedy or she didn't figure out the flaws. But I find that absolutely fascinating. We can use technology... I that crime that would be such a that crime would have been impossible to pull off when I was a kid, right? You have the you people you had a garage sale. It's not like you come to the garage sale. It's like, hey, I'll sell you this hard drive for sixty nine bucks. They give you sixty nine bucks, and you're like, oh, I'll bring the hard drive over two weeks from now. We're like, you you were just holding it right here, yeah. Like that's a crime that only you can do on the internet. And I know there's like all way bigger crimes, hacking and stuff like that. But th I just like here we go. This is the evolution. And I don't know if this person thought of this, or if they got it from somebody else. They're boned. They're boned. They're not going to get out of this. They're in a lot of trouble. But it's so fascinating how crime marches on. Shoko, let's go ahead and wave goodbye to nice Jason. He's sitting there. He has, he has two dudes in a headlock. He's like, oh, these are my best buddies ever. As he's walking them into like a shadowy shed off in the middle of a field. We're waving goodbye to that maniac. Shoko, here's the keys of the carbonar copter. We are headed all the way out to Euless, Texas. It's May 2021. And there's a man, he's just walking around his house. He's like, man, what a beautiful house. Everything that God has blessed me with, I know is special. Like this, this kitchen table, this is amazing. And look at this linoleum floor. My name is Jason Allen Thornburg. 
And he's standing in front of his house and he goes, and life is... His house blows up mid-sentence. Ah! He jumps out of the way, debris. It's like a 3D movie, debris flying right at us. Ah. Now, Jason Allen Thornburg was very lucky. God did bless him that day. He wasn't in this house that blew up, but his roommate, Mark Jewell, was. So what's, what's Jason going to do, right? He needs a place to live. So he starts staying at a local hotel. And the residents knew good old Jason. He'd always sit outside and he'd be reading the Bible and talking about the Bible, preaching the Bible, but in a polite way. Like He'd hand you a flyer and say, if you want to learn more about the Bible, if you want to know more about the works of Christ, visit me in my hotel room. We'll just talk about the good old book. But the police weren't hip on this, right? They're a bunch of atheists down in Texas. They hate God. You didn't know that? The Euless Police Department actually has a statue of Baphomet in their front yard. And, and have this devilish headquarters of the Euless Police Department. They actually were looking at Jason Thornburg and they go, Well, sure, sure he worships the one true God and not the Dark Lord. But also, it's very, very suspicious. He escaped that burning house. Now, they weren't... They understand that people can leave, people can and should leave places on fire. But the police department thought it was very, it was a very suspicious death. And it wasn't, they didn't have enough evidence to charge Jason with homicide. It was listed as an accident on the coroner's paperwork. He just died in an accident. But the police were suspicious about this. Kind of keeping an eye on this guy. But... Obviously, not too close of an eye. Because around September 17th, 2021, in Euless, Texas, we're at the Mid-City Inn, this hotel. David Luris, a 42-year-old man, is walking around Mid-City Inn. And there's Jason out there with his Bible talking about the good word. And he hands David a flyer. He goes, hey, you want to go back to my hotel room and chat about Jesus? Now, I'm going to say this. I might be jaded, but I'm thinking that dude's trying to bang me, right? If anyone, if anyone is inviting me back to their hotel room, I'm going to assume that person wants to have sex with me. I, I would think that the Bible thing was just like a cover. I'd be like, uh, no, I'm good. I really want to read the Bible with someone. I have my own little pocket Bible. It's like, if only someone would do it with me in the park, in a public setting. I don't want to go to this dude's hotel room. But David takes him up on the offer. David goes, yeah, sure. I'll go to this hotel room with you, and we'll learn more about Jesus. They're hanging out in the room for a while, and Jason's doing his thing. <laughs> putting on a puppet show, putting on a puppet show. The story of David and Goliath. And then Jason realizes something. This thought pops in his head. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. I gotta sacrifice this dude to God. That That's really why he's here. The, the puppet show is just a bit of a distraction. So he gets up, takes his socks off. I don't actually know if he was doing a puppet show. But the point is that they're having this conversation about the God. And then Jason pulls out a knife and slits the dude's throat. Kills him on the spot. Chops up his body. Throws the body parts in some plastic bins. So the police's suspicions are right. This guy's a maniac. Well, I guess... Allegedly a maniac, the trial's still going on. This all just happened. I was surprised that this didn't make bigger news because two days later, a female friend of Jason shows up. Just wanted to kick it with him. Want to see what he was up to? She goes to the hotel. Yeah, hey, yeah, come in. They haven't revealed this woman's name. We'll call her Tanya, though. Hey, yeah, come on in, Tanya. 
let's talk about Jesus. And he shuts the door and he goes, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Um, I got to sacrifice you. And he slits her throat, chops her up, throws her in a plastic bin. Two more days later, Jason's sitting there. He's hanging out. Another woman walks up. Hey, Jason, how's it doing? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I probably should change my blood-soaked clothes, but... Well, you want to come in my room and we'll talk about Jesus? They go in the room and he's like, Oh, you know what? I'd really like to talk about Jesus, but... It's time for the sacrifice. Now, with her, what we can tell was that he wasn't able to cut her throat. He tried. And there was a fight and he had to strangle her with his bare hands. Cut her up. Threw her in some plastic bins. The reason why he was caught was because the neighbors started complaining about the smell. And they just complained to him, apparently. They're like, Pee-wee, you should change your clothes. And I don't know, deep clean every cubic inch of your room. Because no one called the cops at this point. He, The reason how the cops got involved was 50 miles away. On September 21st, there's a dumpster fire. The fire department comes to put that out. Shortly after the fire department gets there, they notify the police because in this dumpster are the dismembered remains of three people. They're able to trace David because of a tattoo and like a surgical pump that was in his body. They like had a serial number on it. They were able to find David. And because they found David, they were able to find the area he was in, Mid-City Inn. And they were able to connect him to Jason, who they they knew that something was up with that explosion. So they asked him, what's going on? And that's when he started saying, I had to sacrifice these people to God. The first David kind of just popped in my head. We were talking about Jesus. I had to sacrifice him. And they go, what about the women? And he goes, oh, that was just circumstance. I'm sure, I'm sure God loves those extra blessings, but I didn't plan on that. They just showed up randomly to see me. Both of them knew me, but they didn't know that it was time for them to be sacrificed. Had they not shown up, he never would have hunted them down. And they go, so did you sacrifice your roommate? And he goes, oh yeah, that was my sacrifice. And the cops are looking at each other and they go, have you sacrificed anyone else? He's all, he's all, no. He's all looking sheepish. They're like, dude, are your fingers crossed? He's like, fine. I did sacrifice my girlfriend in Arizona. The police are now looking at a bunch of unsolved murders in the areas he was at to see if they can connect them to anything else because this is truly random crime. I bet you anything if you asked Jason if he was a serial killer, he would probably deny it. He's not a serial killer. He's making sacrifices to God. Serial killer kills because of like sexual pleasure or to, or to get money out of an ATM machine or all these other things. But I was killing these people because God was telling me to. I mean, sure, I will work my way through the justice system because of that. Is, but I'll probably be found innocent because God's mercy will shine upon me. Or even if I do end up in prison, that's where God wanted me. So I can spread the word of Jesus in the prison system. Like he may be that deluded. He may be thinking that he did nothing wrong, which I find so fascinating. But people were literally walking into his lair and he was killing them one after another. Very, very brutal killing. And I I find it so interesting that... 20 years ago, this would have been a huge news story. But it, 
I, I this happened in September. I didn't even know that it happened. I have I have True Crime Watch on my phone, and it should be sending me alerts every time someone's murdered. But I mean, it's not that. But I just find it so weird that this is it's creepy, and it's random. Could happen to anybody. You're like Jason. Wait, back up. It can only happen to people who go into weirdos' hotel rooms. And you're right. You're right. But I just I'm surprised it's not bigger news. A man sacrificing at least five people to God over the period of time. It wasn't even like a mass killing or anything like that. But let's put on our conspiracy caps here and wrap up this episode. Sacrifices to God or gods is very common biblically. Right? We see that. We don't see really human sacrifices to God in the Bible, but we talk about that dude who was told to sacrifice his son, and then God's like, ha, just kidding, don't. As the knife is about to plunge into his son's belly, there was a test. There was a test. I wanted to see if you could do it. Step two on step two on fear factor, you have to eat this goat's balls. But we see a lot about sacrifices in the Bible, in religion in general. Either it's like a personal sacrifice, like the Buddhists, or it's a physical sacrifice, animal sacrifice, or and in other religions, human sacrifice. But with our conspiracy caps fully on, imagine a world where the sacrifices work. Or more importantly, imagine a world where the sacrifices not only work, but are needed. We look around the world and we go, man, so much strife and division and people are at each other's throats. But what if it could be worse than it is? Like this is just, we're towing the line as a people. Humanity is on that precipice. And the only reason it's not worse, the only reason we haven't taken the collective step into Armageddon is because of the sacrifices. What if there is a group of people out there that are sacrificing souls to maintain balance? A dark god, an old god, who requires human blood directly sent to him in the form of a sacrifice. This organization works diligently around the clock, taking lives. The lives that this god demands. It seems random to us. Maybe it's a shooting in Omaha or a bludgeoning in Maine. Maybe it's a chainsaw attack in Russia or or someone throws a box of spiders at someone in El Salvador. The point is, is that these people are taken out as sacrifices. What if the sacrifices work? And they know, this organization knows that every so often one of their members is going to get caught. You lose some people along the way, but the order remains the same. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. And the rest of the world just moves on while they steer the ship. 
The only thing creepier than a serial killer would be a serial killer with a mission. And the only thing creepier than a serial killer with a mission is an organization dedicated to taking innocent life day after day after day. If you truly believe what you're doing is right, you'll never stop. And if you truly believe you serve the old God, the horrific crimes and blood you spill in this reality will only lead to greater rewards when you stand next to his dark throne. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great weekend, guys. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.